catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Have you considered resigning from your job in the past maybe two years? Have you resigned from a job within the past two years? Why do more people in your company seem to be resigning? Do you think it's just your company? Trust me, it seems like a worker resignation pandemic. It's hit everyone everywhere. A Microsoft survey of about 30,000 workers across 31 countries shows that about 41% considered leaving their current jobs. The reasons cited for seeking a change included burnout, fear for personal safety, dissatisfaction, a shift in priorities, and the list goes on. When the phrase the great resignation was coined in the year 2019 by Anthony C. Klott, a professor of Texas A&M University, he predicted that workers would start to resign en masse following the pandemic as burnout and working remotely would trigger a shift in people's identities. According to him, having experienced the increased flexibility and better work-life balance that working from home has yielded, a lot of people now realize that they're more than just their job. Joining me to discuss this is an HR generalist and the founder of DHR Consulting, Joe Moses Babatunde, and an avid writer and digital communication strategist, Oyinloye Tumbosun. Welcome. Thank you very much, Anthony. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Bosun. What's up? Hi, Anthony. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Bosun. While speaking at a recent webinar, the managing director of REM Chanel, Rain Richer, reported that staff turnover had increased by 16% across all the sectors. And almost 69% of remuneration survey participants, this included HR reward professionals, indicated that they struggled to attract new or to retain their own existing talent. In the past two years, have you noticed maybe a trend of people resigning more people than we usually would have? I think the whole great resignation thing, it has been in the pipeline for at least over the past uh, five, four years. I mean, if you look at the trend of the workplace, you know, we always had like Gen Z, millennia, you know, going head to head, defining their kind of work environment they would literally love to work in. And um, I think the COVID also sets the pace for many people because it became more of like a balloon that is about to burst and COVID just gave them the right chance to, you know, make their decisions. So basically, what am I trying to say? Many people are on the verge of, you know, getting out of the workplace, even prior to COVID-19. And after the old lockdown ban after the whole you know work from home thinking people literally just had the freedom that they've been longing for and i mean people that were looking for flexibility they had it at in its abundance and covid really just set the ball in for most people and that sets in the great resignation as we have it today okay now moses right? You're in HR and you can actually speak from a position of authority on what um, the numbers look like. Did you notice the great resignation trend too? And do you agree with Boston that it wasn't a COVID thing, that people already had this in the offing and COVID-19 lockdown just suppressed it until they could no longer take it immediately after the lockdown? Yeah, yes. Um, So thank you very much for that question. 
And I, I agree with Bossing. I agree with Bossing a great lot. But then I am going to deviate a little bit. So the only part in agreeing with Bossing, I would say that right from time, right from the very inception of work, people have always mostly paid employment. You know, in Nigeria, we have a system where people don't, where, where employers of labor don't really, really, really see the people that work for them are be part of the company. And it's a systemic thing. It's a systemic, it's, it's systemic in the sense that from the very inception of work, you know, work started from the first time anybody was ever paid in terms of wages was when the colonial days when, you know, Lord Dugan had some people that took him around and then he paid them some, some money. And that was where the first wage employment actually came into question. But something happened after then because of the need to keep these people to come to work every time. They had to reduce the pay and also try as much as possible to make them um, not just subservient, but also indebted to the company. So this has always been the trend for the longest. So um, like Boson said, people actually waited for the, the, the COVID was more or less like an eye opener for a lot of people because a lot of people started discovering that it's no more workplace, it's now work tools, right? With my system and with my phone, I can actually work from any part of the world. You see a lot of people who are actually, I know of a guy who lives in, and who, who traveled to Dubai at a point and he works in Shell, but then he was working from Dubai as if he's working in Nigeria. So because of the lockdown and all of these things, it made, it made people very, very, very flexible. But yes, to address the question directly, before COVID, people have had reasons, a lot of reasons why they should have resigned. Reasons like work burnout, like you rightly said, a lot of other things like um, them not being much appreciated by the employers because you see a lot of employers these days, they don't even try as much as possible to respect people who work for them. So the, the, all these things have been there in the pipeline, but then COVID and the great resignation now opened a lot of people's eyes. They now see that they have options and from the HR perspective, I can tell you categorically that we are at a phase where we are almost we are almost begging talents to either stay or beg fresh talents to come work for companies that we recruit for and we work for. So it's 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 really really crazy. People are really making demands. Some of them are demands that are, some companies cannot really really meet. But then at the end of the day, we still have to find a way around it. So a lot of people have been resigning. But yes. Like Boso said, and like you have rightly said in your opening statement, COVID and the Great Resignation has really opened the eyes of people to see that they can make demands. And that's what is happening. So, yeah. But I want to get down to the main reasons why these people are actually resigning. Okay. You see, because of globalization, right? Just like we always say, jokingly, the world is now a global village where people who are abroad, we can do things freely these days because of globalization. And globalization is also playing a very huge role right now. And what do I mean by that? You see situations where in the U.S., just in November, 4.7 million people, 4.4 to 4.7 million people resigned. Whether we like it or not, um, if they resign, there's a lot of vacancy, of course, and people have to fill these vacancies. Now, most especially in, tech, in the tech industry, you would discover recently that a lot of people are now doing remote jobs. So the reason why people are now resigning in Nigerian jobs is because they have some of these opportunities outside the country that they can still be doing and still be in the country. You understand? So a lot of them, usually the tech guys are resuming because, I mean, you have very juicy offers 
staring at your face saying oh just work for two three or four hours and then you're making almost what you make in a month just in a day right because you work for because you work for a company that that is domiciled abroad and you're just working remote so these are the many reasons why people are resigning these days to be very very honest if we, want to, if we, want, we really want to nip it in the board now, seeing these reasons, uh, you know, that Moses mentioned are very valid. And do you think there are maybe other reasons why people are also resigning? Yeah, I actually agree with Moses to a large extent. I just want to point out this quick, right? So about six years ago, I'm sorry, I'm going to point out today's um, using uh, Statista, for instance, because I tried to, you know, check for some data uh, on the National Bureau of Statistics, but I couldn't like, get uh, one that actually ends this narrative very well. So about four or five years ago, I mean, Tazika shows that people actually leave their work for reasons including, I mean, based on the, on the following order from the most important, of course, compensation, um, benefits, job security, um, career advancement, then downward to the train. And I think some of the reasons on that list is uh, challenging work environment relationship, you know, overall organization culture. But when you look at the trend today, I think in addition to compensation, a lot have changed. I mean, the reason why people actually leave their work these days is more or less um, flexibility. I mean, about six months ago, I got an offer to work for a top PR company in Nigeria, yeah. but, you know, I couldn't just accept the offer. Not really because, because trust me, I'm looking, you know, to also mark my attendance sort of in a well-recognized PR industry in Nigeria, for instance. But I wasn't moved to even, you know, take the job for reasons, including flexibility. So I think at this point, flexibility, of course, the pay aspect is there. But, you know, some people would not even mind the payments when they feel, okay, they, they are working with a reputable brand and the you know the other opportunities that can follow up when you work with you know top a class brands in nigeria but beyond the you know the the name for now i think flexibility is one major reason why people tend to leave their existing workplace and for me it's, it's like the major deal for me you know i want to work across three com- companies at the same time and if you are saying I must come in to work, you know, five days a week, devote my probably the most resourceful of my hours in a day to your company, that means I'm literally working out my entirety for the company. And at this point, I just want my full sprint everywhere. I mean, everywhere I could lay my hands on at the time. So I wouldn't want to work with a company that wouldn't give me that flexibility, you know, having me to come to, to uh, the physical office structure every now and then. And, you know, while I'm at the office, I definitely can't, you know, probably work on other tasks or probably interact with um, my other partners or uh, my other clients as well. So I think these are some of the things that are actually pushing Nigeria specifically, you know, to go into remote and freelancing gig economy and all of that. So, and I think people, there are many people out there who, who like me, also wouldn't want to be restricted to, you know, going into the office every now and then just because, you know, you are working for a Nigerian boss. So I think for me, that's like the height of it for most people, you know, in choosing freelancing these days. Okay, so before I actually... Yeah, yeah please, just, add, just Okay, in response, that. okay, right. yeah. 
just to add, yes, just to add to what Boswell has said, Boswell is the very, very important point, and it's around compensation and benefits. You will see that um, just recently, just recently, Jobberman actually carried out a survey specifically for women to see, and after the survey, they found out that 70% of women are likely to quit their jobs. 70% of women. And then another 24% have not made up their mind, but they really do not want to work wherever they are right now. But then see, only 6%, just 6% are ready, are, are comfortable where they are. They still feel like, okay, I still want to work for work here for a couple of years. And if you trace it back, you will see that there are a lot of reasons why people are taking these this decisions, especially women. So people were really, really treated in a, unfairly during the pandemic. And most of them are, most employees are actually doing these things now, more or less as to get back to their employers of labor, that's one. Two, you see, um, during the pandemic, a lot of women took in, some of them um, have, you know, got pregnant. So the need to come back to work is really not there because some of them really want to take care of their kids themselves. So there are a lot of other reasons, socioeconomic reasons. I mean, there are a lot of people living the countries as it were right now. But so said something about the Gen Z and that we would, if you check the statistics of Nigerians that are traveling out of the country relocating right now, you discover that you have lots and lots of millennials and, and Gen Z leaving the country. And the fact that they are leaving the country means that they are actually resigning from their jobs and going elsewhere because they don't feel safe anywhere in the country. Um, so there are socioeconomic factors, there are there are social political factors, the elections are coming, a lot of um craziness is going to come after it. A lot of people don't want to be here to witness that. So they have to leave. And in leaving they will quit their jobs. So thank you. Okay, in all of these things, you know, the numbers that keep resigning, the num people who are not really anxious to get back to a regular job, we still have an unemployment rate that is still double digits. So is it that, what's the relationship between the, <laughs> like both of them? Is it that the employers are not ready to take on those who are within this unemployed gap? Or is it that the people who have the skills are not ready to sign up and reduce the unemployment gap? Um, Moses, uh, before Boston. Okay, so I'm going to make this, answer this question as practical as I can. So as an HR person, Right. The other day I was saying to myself that and yet a lot of people are saying there are no jobs. But then I have lots of opportunities here staring at me, but then I don't really find people who are employable. I don't really find people who are really um who 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 actually match what I am looking for. So the fact that a lot of people are resigning, there are lots of vacancies doesn't mean that we'll just pick anybody to replace them. So whether we like it or not, there's also a knowledge gap from the ends of people who are looking for these jobs. I mean, in this age and time, you shouldn't be telling people how to even apply for jobs. That's that's what shows how much of a how much how much of a serious person you are to start with. I mean, I, I see a lot of I I because of the kind of job I do, I see a lot of CVs every day. And so who just attacks that CV, no subjects, no body of mail, nothing. They just send it to me. So what am I supposed to do with such a CV? Am I supposed to start calling you to ask, oh, what job are you applying for? And all of that. All of those cold emails, some of them don't really, really, really work. So what I'm trying to say in essence is um we have people talents every day 
at least in a week, I will have maybe two or three persons that will say no to me because of certain demands. Um, demands like, oh, I want to work once in a week and then four days remote. I want to just come to the office once. Some will act fully remote and some companies cannot actually match up to these demands. But even if we are out there looking for people to fill up these positions, there's also a large percentage of people who are not employable. There is a large percentage of people who don't even know their left from their right. So that's what is really, really keeping that those numbers really, really high from my perspective and what I have seen practically. I don't want to state any statistics and I don't want to go into the books and all of that, but this is what I have seen from a, a, a first-hand view. Okay, just to stay with you for a short while, what should companies right. do to match the compensation and benefits issue that we're currently witnessing? And at what cost should they meet up with this compensation and benefits issue? Okay, so see, see one of the problems that I've identified as well. So we have a lot of tech companies right now, still tech startups right now, who um, one way or the other, they have fundings from foreign companies. Now, these are 100%, if not, let's say 90, 95% tech companies. Now, where am I going with this? You, you will discover that there's this trend around the Nigerian labor market currently, where a lot of people, a lot of Nigerians want to start earning what these tech guys earn. So the, you have a couple of friends that are tech bros or Texas, and you hear them saying, oh, I earn up to 1.4, I earn up to 1.5. And then whether you like it or not, tech jobs are actually in demand right now. And then there's a tech bubble in the world currently, whether you like it or not. So if you want to compare yourself with doing something else that is not tech, right? And then you, you want to earn the same amount of money. It's not possible, whether you like it or not. Now, another thing again is this. There's a difference between a tech company, a full tech company, 100% tech company, from a company that uses tech to actually either upgrade the services or make the services better, whether you like it or not. So this is what happens. These tech people or these tech guys, I'm talking directly to tech now, and I know I'm saying that because a lot of people resonate with what I'm saying. So these tech guys would want to um, make demand from, say, for instance, a filter wave reaches out to you and say, oh, I want, I'm going to pay you X, Y, Z amount of money. And then you're now telling me use an HR in a company that uses tech to enhance services that we actually deliver to our consumers to pay you to match up the same thing. It's not possible. I have, at, in, 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 where I work, I, I, we, 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 we pay up to 2,000 staff. So sometimes, it just in the defense of the company, it's not like I, I'm saying the companies are right all the time or are doing their best. They are not even doing their best. But then if you really want to put it in this, if you think about it this way, you will know that companies who are actually out, out there paying people on a larger scale try their best. They try their best. They, they might not be able to match up with some of these tech startups who have funding, who have money to throw around. And they can only throw that money around for a short time, to be very honest. You see, so all I'm just trying to say is some of these benefits and uh, compensation demand from employees these days is just a, a, a main mirage. A lot of them don't really, really place these things properly before they make these demands. But then if a company should make, um, every company should try as much as possible to 
compensate people who work for them. Try as much as possible to give them the best of the best benefits. But then, whether you like it or not, everything has to be tied down to the profit of the business. If the business is not making profits, you can't ask for compensation and benefits. Thank you. Now, Bosno, before I allow you to respond, you mentioned the gig economy. And now it seems that everyone yeah. has a side hustle. You see everyone, once you send a message on WhatsApp, you see that, oh, thank you for con- for contacting, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, so some people I know have quit their regular jobs for the hashtag side hustle. People resigning from their jobs have to do with the growing gig economy or the micro work economy and is this where people that are resigning are going to you know generally the what's it called the great resignation as you know it it doesn't necessarily equate or imply that uh, workers are leaving the uh, labor force so it's more or less like people just um you know uh, switching jobs basically and it's all goes down to the fact that uh, as a company, they want to be the company where people are, you know, living, you know, to go elsewhere, or they want to be the company that uh, people are willing to come into to work with you and, and all. So when you go out of a company for reasons known to you, I mean, as an individual, you are either looking for something like a, a place where your desired watch culture can, you know, be met, or you're looking for a place where they will pay you that eight-figure salary that you desire for. And if at the end of the day you leave an organization, for instance, and um, you're not able to, you know, find another alternative at the moment, then you look elsewhere. And I think in looking elsewhere, for most people, the gig economy has actually been the, the alternative for the majority of the people out there. and. I should also point out that the gig economy doesn't necessarily mean, you know, people have painted this narrative of you being your own boss, you know, running the, you know, work, your work has you, it pleases you. But what people still don't know is uh, even within the gig economy, there's still structure in it. I mean, when you have to like work for someone as a freelancer, you have to abide by their rules, regardless of the number of people you work for. You still have to like abide by those rules. So when people leave their corporate works, they tend to work remotely for other organizations most of the time as a contract staff. So I think that's where the gig economy comes from. So basically, when they leave like a corporate job, you tend to work remotely for other people. And technically, it just makes up the gig economy as we have it. So it's not like people are actually leaving the corporate space to actually go and start up their own business, to actually go and, um, you know, create their own um services for other people to use so it's just basically you living the corporate space be on your own work as a freelancer for several organizations and if at all you feel you don't even have the required skill to you know uh, fill in other roles in other organizations then you probably end up you know <laughs> selling products and services on your whatsapp like you mentioned that when you chat up someone and then you say messages like thank you for reaching out to so so and so 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 i think that's what literally makes up the geek economy and that's the relationship between the you know the great transition and the booming gig economy as we have it today so this actually brings up the issue of compensation because the issue of compensation is a big thing when it comes to the gig economy if a lot of people are in the gig economy means 
and most of them are not. Maybe they've moved from the corporate to the gig economy. We find that most of the compensation that they're supposed to actually get that the companies are, and benefits that the companies are supposed to provide, the company no longer provides most of these benefits. And these, w- what what becomes of these people without this level of compensation and benefits after? So I think it's 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 relative for most people. So for me, for instance, let me use myself for instance. And after I left my corporate space in um, 2021, that was like early 2021, I started out as a freelancer. And I think for the first um, four months, I was working with about four organizations. So fine, every of those organizations, I mean, individually paid me more than what I was earning on monthly basis in my previous workplace. But you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they all paid me well as well, even after leaving the corporate space. But when you merge the entire four salaries together, it makes up a whole lot of sense. So sometimes when people leave the corporate space, it doesn't necessarily mean they are going for better options. And if they are lucky, yes, they might get the better option they so desire for. But what the gig economy just really offers is that flexibility to, you know, um, accrue a lot of weight in a short period of time by working for, you know, multiple companies at the same time. And instead of, you know, making probably a hundred K from working solely for a company in your corporate space and going days in a week, working nine to five and all of that. You can seamlessly do that offshore. Uh, I mean, I said offshore, excuse me. You can seamlessly do that, I mean, uh, of your corporate space and, you know, do the same thing for probably three or four companies at the same time and make more money. I don't know if you get my point. Mm, I do, I do. So it's more like a get-rich-quick scheme. (laughs) That's just uh, a joke, anyways. So, so well, it depends on how you can leverage, you know, the the scope of the old gig economy thing. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, if you're not smart enough, you might just be, you know, you might have the freedom, but you really wouldn't have so much to show for it, basically. Uh, very interesting. Now, the last one, uh, Moses, will this great resignation trend continue? Will the workers get tired and will they start returning to work? Will companies bend to the wishes of the talents? And are we seeing a new work structure? Is this like the future? What is next after this great resignation? Okay, that's a fantastic question there. So um, the thing is, if you check the way the trend of the world has gone over the years, you will discover that there are times where something always happens every hundred years. I mean, when COVID happened, it just looked like, oh, there was there was a sickness or there was a, a disease or a virus hundreds of years before. And all I can say to that is because... This is tied to COVID. This is tied to the great generation. The great generation is tied to COVID. One thing is sure, people might have to, we, we, we all have to adjust to these particular demands, whether company or even people who are um, talents. And why am I saying that? It's because, like I said from the very beginning when I started talking, the world has moved from workplaces to work tools. So companies should actually start leveraging on that. But then, this is the only problem companies will have. And this is where there might actually be a clash between companies and then talents. Do you know that recently, companies have started 
um, putting some um, some checks and balances to actually mitigate some things that people do, talents do. Now, uh, Bo uh, Boston just talked about the um, gig economy where people do up to five jobs. As far as I'm concerned, I feel like some people who do even two jobs sometimes are not, are not categorically, I'm saying that, are not strong enough to do those two jobs. So you see a situation where you are, you are supposed to be doing A for this company and then you can't really deliver because you are busy doing C for another company, right? And this would end up uh, making you someone who might even lose two jobs at the end of the day because you end up not meeting C and you end up not doing A and you're just there in the middle. So one thing would happen from the side of the company, which I feel would force, a would force a lot of things later. Companies are already putting plans, already making sure that there are apps that would actually check your screen time. So they want to know how many, how many hours you have actually worked. And if you really, really look at people who work from home, you will discover that a lot of them have certain concerns that you really want the larger public to address for them. And one of those concerns is the fact that currently there's no respect of time. There's no respect of privacy. So you who is working from home, because you're working from home, your employer just feels like, oh, um, we've already paid you and you're not going anywhere. So all your time is ours. So you see yourself doing meetings up to, you do meetings up to like 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m. A lot of people thought it will end during the lockdown, but it is still going on till now. You now discover that the little time you would have had for a work-life balance is not even there anymore. Now, this would now force talents to start making another type of demands again, which might also force and companies to now say, you know what, what caused this in the first place? It was because we allowed a lot of people to work from home. I think we should go back to the office spaces. On the part of the office um, companies, trust me, they are, they are saving a whole lot. They don't really, except for the ones that provide for your internet, and then, but they don't really have to spend money on fuel. They don't really have to spend money on a lot of things. A lot of companies are actually closing down their offices, but you would have to work, 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 and work. So, this might go on, it's a two-way thing. It might go on for the longest if both parties are actually meeting, have, have, have reaching a compromise. That's what I'm saying. If the companies are getting all their tasks done and then the talents are also doing their own bit to make sure that this is working, trust me, I feel like it will go on. I feel like this will be the new trend. I feel like a lot of other companies will start emulating. I feel like I see a lot of companies that don't want to give their employees a 100% remote work style to start doing hybrid. You know, you work, maybe work two days in the office and then three days from home. But there must be a point where both the talents are hitting their targets and also the business is not losing out from allowing people work from home. Once these two things actually align, Anthony, I feel like this might continue in the next 100 years and a lot of companies will start um, um, emulating these things because whether we like it or not, even as HRs in the industry, we are now trying to see how we can bend some of these rules for our employees. We now see how we can make people work from home. We now see how we can make people do all why not um, take two days off and work um, from home and then work the other three days in the office? I don't want to sound too, 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 too bookish, but then I think I've answered the question, right? Well, uh, yes, very, very good attempt. But some final thoughts. Is this the future? And after this, what do you think is next? Are we returning to um, status quo? 
All right. So um, in addition to what uh, Moses said earlier, right, and um, personally, I feel this is going to be the future or, uh, because I wouldn't say it is the future already, considering that it's still, I mean, the space, the gig economy especially is still very much evolving. And people are just trying to, you know, see what really works and how to maximize the space to the highest possible way. So I feel this is still an ongoing trend and um, a lot of things might just happen on the way. But I feel while we are still in the evolution stage as of now, I feel looking at the immediate future, I believe strongly that this will last um, longer than we might have envisaged. And looking at the fact that over the past couple of months now, I've seen a lot of transition. I've seen a lot of corporates. I mean, the, the likes of Twitter, the likes of Google have now, you know, they've made it a thing. I mean, post-COVID, regardless of whether the COVID or the pandemic was uh, is still ongoing or not, they've made it a thing for their staff to, you know, have flexibility. So I just feel it's something that we continue to go on, at least for the immediate future. But like Moses said, we can't tell if some things or some aspects tend to fail in the nearest future and we might just, you know, look back and reevaluate the entire journey and see, okay, can we like uh, continue with this or do we have to like just go back to where we are coming from? But I feel the worst case scenario that we should expect is probably a hybrid system whereby companies would have their employee come uh, certain numbers of days and work from home for certain number of days as well. So I think the hybrid structure would tends to be the next big thing and probably even if we are not able to achieve a full remote workplace the hybrid might just be the next biggest thing well thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us we've been discussing why people are resigning or why people seem to be resigning from their jobs i've been discussing with an hr generalist and the founder of dhr consulting joe moses babatende and an avid writer and digital communication strategist thank you very much moses Joel, for the time the insights shared with us here today very very precious one thank you, thank you. and and thank you, yeah, thank you. And Bosman, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, we hope that um, no matter what happens, that the humans and the people who are at the center of the work, workplace, and things that concern working generally will continue to be at the center of it. And all decisions that will be made would be made to benefit the human. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.